Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Jason Kipro shares a gross miracle that happened in a grocery store bathroom. Hello! This might not be that kind of crowd, that's fine. So I'm here to tell you a story, and I'm going to tell you a story about one of the first jobs I had. And the day I met my guardian angel. All right, so I'm 15. I'm working at uh, Farm Fresh. I'm a bagger. Uh, there was a Farm Fresh over near near uh, Janif. Do you guys remember where that is? I think there's like an Ollie's there now or something like that. Remember that Farm Fresh? So I'm working there. I'm ba- bagging groceries, and I mean, it sucks. You know what I mean? Like bagging groceries, you do everything. You know, you gotta clean up the spill on aisle five you gotta take care of all this dumb stuff and you gotta clean out the bathroom so it's like that's another thing you gotta do right so i'm working one day and uh this manager walks up to me he's one of my least favorite managers of all he's one of these guys he probably probably at the time he's younger than i am now i'm 37 so he's probably younger than i am now and he was he, was, he walks up to me and he's got one of those like really bad mustaches and his hair's combed just right. And he's wearing a white button-down T-shirt. And you can see his, uh, his wife beater through the, t- the, the button-down, like, collared shirt, right? So he's rocking that look, which is just, you know. And it's just hard to take orders from a guy like that, you know? But anyway, he's my boss, so that's what I'm going to do. And, and I, you know, we kind of had a contentious relationship. I feel like he didn't necessarily like me. You know, I'm kind of a cheery guy. I always got a smile on my face. And he was kind of one of those guys that was like, you know, didn't like the smile. He didn't think you were working if you were smiling, you know? So he came over to me in the middle of uh, this particular day, and he says, um, he says, Jason, I need you to clean out the men's room. Oh, and you're going to need a mop. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Want to need a mop? I'm like, all right, well, I might as well go get the mop. You know what I mean? So I'm walking. I walk to the back, and I get the mop buckets. You know, your big mop bucket's got a mop in it. And I'm, I'm, I'm wheeling my way towards the men's room, and I'm armed with my mop, my bucket, and two pairs of yellow rubber gloves. You know those yellow gloves like your mom used to use when she's cleaning, or your dad, whoever was doing the dishes? You know those yellow gloves that keep your hands safe, right? So that's, this, this, is what I'm, this is my equipment, right? So I walk into the bathroom and uh, the men's room, and the way you walk into the men's room is like this. You walk in this door, you come around the corner, and then it all lays out in front of you. Okay, right over here you got a urinal, and right here you got a sink, and right over here there's a stall. And right away, I recognize there's a problem. Because whatever has happened in the stall has, has trickled down like the economics, right? And, and worked its way and worked its way underneath the urinal. So I'm like, what in the world, right? So I, you know, go over and I open up the stall door and, and, and before me is the most horrific sight I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's like a Mexican border toilet, all right? No, I'm serious. It's like, it's like you know, like the Pyramid of Giza on a toilet. I mean, it's above, it's, a, it's above the rim, guys. 
And all, and all I can think of is who was the last guy who put the cherry on top of this horrible feces pie? You know what I mean? Like, I can just picture somebody being like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> to which I come in and just, <laughs> I look at what I'm looking at in front of me. I'm looking at my box, I'm, I'm on my mop and my bucket and my gloves, and I'm going, dude, I'm getting paid $4.25 an hour. And I sat there for one second, and I thought to myself, like, I'm going to quit. Like, this is a quittable moment, Right? You know, like, this guy has no respect for me. He doesn't like me. He sent me in here to do a <laughs> shitty job. And, and this is a quittable moment. I'm, I'm out of here. But then, but then I said, you know, wait a second, man. Like, that's not what it's about, right? You know, you, I'm not going to quit. What I'm going to do is I am going to just mop the floor. And then I'm going to go in there and tell the dude that if he wants someone to mess with that toilet, he needs to get a professional and then if he looks at me and says, no, you got to do it, then I'm going to quit. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to make an ordeal out of it, right? So anyway, so I start mopping. And I'm mopping up everything, and I'm just kind of muttering to myself, like, I cannot believe I'm cleaning up this stuff. Anyway, I mop the floor. I mop the floor. I get it all done. And I'm standing over there by the urinal, and um, I'm waiting to uh, just turn around and walk out. When all of a sudden, this person walks in. And now I can smell him before I can see him. He smells like an old 12-pack that just exploded in a car and no one ever, no one ever decided to clean it up. He kind of smells like the tap house, you know what I mean? So, so I turn around to see my visitor. And, and keep in mind, I'm standing in front of the urinal, okay? And I see this guy, and he bursts in. He's like 50s, glassy-eyed, you know, like ripped jeans, old Megadeth T-shirt, chain wallet, boots. And I'm like, man, this guy, you know, just got off the road. And I'm standing in front of the urinal, and he's all like, whoa. And I'm like, oh, let me get out of your way. He's like, no, no, man, I'm not going to bother because I'm holding the mop, you know what I mean? So he thinks I'm working, and I'm standing in front of the urinal. He don't want to interfere with my work. He's going to go in the stall. I'm like, no, 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 don't go to the stall. But I'm thinking, well, he's going to walk in there, you know what I mean, and be like, oh, pardon me, let me use the urinal, right? No. Dude goes in there and decides to act like, you know, some sort of science experiment and see if he can erode the pyramid. I'm over here standing in front of the urinal on the mop like, all of a sudden, I got the biggest balls I ever had in my life, you know? And I'm just looking at this guy like, I can't wait for this mother to get out of that. Oh, I can't wait. And he comes out, and he's like, whoa, man, I think I know where your problem is, bro. <laughs> I sit there, and I look at him, and I'm like, yeah, man, no shit. And guess who's got to clean it up, man? God, you because know, I'm just, I can't believe it. I mean, who goes in there, you know? Like, how drunk are you, you know? And he's like, and I'm still like, Ken, who has to clean it up, man? It's me. And he's just like, oh, man. Man, and then he has a moment to himself. Right there, he, sits, he just thinks. And then he starts muttering. He goes, man, these people, man, they come into your house, bro. And they don't care, man. They just come into your house. They're like, where's the toilet paper, man? I don't know. I don't have any. And I'm going, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Next thing I know, he looks at me and he says, hey, man, give me that bucket, man. And I'm like, what? He's like, 
give me the bucket, man. And I swear to God, I'm thinking, this guy is going to throw up in my bucket. Like, this is what's getting ready to happen. He's so drunk, he went in there to yak, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he was too good for that, but he peed all over it. And now he's going to throw up in my bucket, so I push him the bucket. And while I push him the bucket, he continues to mutter, these mother they come in your house, man, and they don't. He walks into the stall with the bucket. I'm going, what is this guy doing? I come around the corner, and I look at him. Like, what are you doing, man? He's still muttering, oh, these people, they got no respect. They don't care. Dude, what are you doing? And then, in one foul swoop, ladies and gentlemen, like an Aztec priest ripping the heart out of his sacrificial victim, he stuck his hand into the biggest pile of feces I've ever seen, hoisted it above his head, and with a mighty thwack, pop in the bucket. I got two little yellow gloves, and I'm going, you want these gloves, man? You want these gloves? But that wasn't it, guys. This was a dedicated person. Oh, no. Look, let me, let me set it up for you, dude. There's a, first of all, I, I, I came upon the toilet of horrors with a mountain of feces and an old withered plunger next to it. It had been turned up on itself from years of misuse. Well, dude pulls the heart of this thing out. It's still beating in the bottom of the bucket. <laughs> and I'm looking at him like, no way. And then homeboy, swear to God, all the way in up to his elbow. Oh, I hear his ring scraping around on the porcelain. I'm going, thank you, dude. Thank you, dude. Thank you, dude. Holding these yellow gloves. No way. No way. This guy goes to town on this toilet. Hands free, nobody's business. Then he grabs the plunger and with no hesitation, whoop, straightens it out, sticks it in there, goes to business on it. It's falling on his shoes. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? Well, this guy gets done cleaning the toilet, okay, and and calmly walks over to the sink, rinses, rinses off his hands. <laughs> and exits the room. <laughs> well, I'm standing there going, oh, my, what just happened to me? Right? So I'm like, well, this guy's done all the damage. Now I'll clean up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I clean it up a little bit, and I push my little bucket. I, and and here's the, the funny part is that I don't bother to empty out <laughs> the mop bucket. <laughs> I also don't bother to tell my manager that someone else cleaned it out, right? So I think it's funny that the manager <laughs> went in there after, afterwards. It was like, that nasty mother... And then went to the back and saw the bucket sitting there. I was like, got me, dude. 
But I'll never forget walking out of that. Walking out of that, I went to the front desk before cell phones, and I called my mom, and I said, Mom, I have got a story for you, and you're not going to believe it. But every time I think about this story, I think about the fact that that was probably my guardian angel. Because I was willing to quit. I was ready to just bail on the job. I was ready to be like the people you see in the movie that say, hey, screw you, bro, and this is, I'm too good for this job, and bah, and I'm out of here. And what would have happened if I would have done that, you know? What, what could have just set up a, a whole course of me doing that from that time forward, right? Never sticking with something, you know? So every time I think about that, I always think about the fact that perhaps I met my guardian angel. And then I think about the fact that I wonder if that guy was a nail biter. Thank you very much. I'm Jason Kiprose. Here comes Brennan Kennedy. That was Jason Kiprose sharing how minor miracles can even happen in the grocery store bathroom. Thanks, Jason, for sharing your story. If you'd like to join the podcast or check out the live show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find our online submission and contact forms, a list of upcoming shows, and more Storyteller podcasts. I'm Deb Markham. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.